Welcome to the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. My name is Joaquin Elizondo, and I edit films and scripted TV shows in Hollywood. I created the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program to help aspiring editors start or advance their careers in post-production. I don't have any training in coaching or some fancy degree in psychology. I'm just a guy who is relentless in pursuing his goals and wants to help people do the same. But I didn't achieve happiness and success in my career alone. Throughout the years, I've come across some amazing people that have offered valuable advice and guidance. That's why I created the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program, to help people navigate the path to achieving their career goals. I've been in your shoes and gone through the same struggles. The challenges and fears on this journey are real. And I want to tell you, it is possible. What's going on? Thanks for joining me here on episode 18 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. I got a great show for you today, especially for students who are about to graduate college and are going to enter the workforce or for those people that are looking to start a career in editing or post-production. My guest today is Haley Bantley, who about a year ago graduated from college right when the pandemic hit. She was living in San Diego and wanted to start a career in post-production in Hollywood. And a couple of months after graduation, she was able to secure a post-production assistant job in L.A., I've gotten to know Haley over that year because she was my first mentee of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program. Right away, I could tell that Haley was someone that was very serious about pursuing an editing career. She had the drive and determination, was a good listener, and had a very positive attitude. She signed up to work with me for eight sessions, and before we even got to finish those sessions, she was able to find a job in LA in the middle of the pandemic. So today we're gonna talk about our experience working together and what she got out of this program, what steps she took to secure her first job in LA while living in another city, developing effective networks working strategies, the benefits of having a mentor, the things they don't teach you in film school, tips for creating a great resume, the importance of looking out for your own interests, what Haley's life has been like now that she's been living and working in Hollywood, and she'll also share advice based on her experiences for those that are graduating college and are looking to begin their editing career. Another great episode here, guys, with a lot of practical information and real-life stories, real-life experiences so that you can learn and use on your own journey to achieving your career goals. And don't forget to share this episode with any students or recent college grads that are interested in a post-production career. Also subscribe to the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review so this mentorship program can provide guidance and support for the post-production community around the world. All right, guys, here we go with episode 18 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast with post-production assistant and my very first mentee of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program, Haley Bentley. So happy to have Haley Bentley here on the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. Haley, what's going on? So glad you're here on the Saturday morning, uh, hanging out with me so we can chat. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Joaquin. Thanks so much for having me on here. Of course, like right as we start, there's a helicopter going by, so that's always fun. <laughs> well, you're in, you're in L.A. That's- I'm in L.A. <laughs> So what do you expect? <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, it's, it's good to see you. Uh, we're doing this episode today because you were my very first mentee yes. of this Hollywood Editing Mentor Program, number one, the first one, uh, almost a year ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's just, it's wild that this year has gone like this fast, honestly. Yeah, first of all, I mean, obviously you, you trusted 
me in this program. So thank you for that. Of course. Things panned out very well for you. I mean, at that time, you had just uh, graduated from college. We were just starting out the pandemic. No one was working, myself included. And you were able to, to, to find a job even before we finished our sessions. Yeah, that was that was wild. Um, it was it was definitely scary knowing that like no one was working and then just kind of going out. But I think it was really nice having like that mentor um, kind of figure, just someone to talk to because graduating from college, like all you ever know is my professors and they tell me to do things. And then I turn them in when they tell me to. And then just suddenly not having that was like, what do I do with my life? You know? As a, it was starting a pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah, that just didn't help. <laughs> exactly. No, totally. And then you weren't even in LA. No, I was in San Diego. Um, yeah, quite far. Well, not super far, but like two hours from LA. So if I needed to go to LA for anything, it was a bit of a trek. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I thought, I remember like when you told me that you got a job, I felt like I tell people it's like that proud parent moment. <laughs> Be, you know, it's like, wow, because I was just starting again. I was just starting this program and, you know, we obviously you put in the work. Uh, but we got to, you know, talking about how important the importance of networking and building relationships, even not you know being in LA and, and especially at that time where people weren't even meeting. So you did it all through you know email and and, and social media, uh, and now you're obviously in LA. And I want to then obviously talk about our experience together, working together, and then also what has it been like for you now almost working in LA for a year. I want to hear that <laughs> as someone who is just you know who moved to LA and, and has just started their career, uh, want to get to hear about your experience. Uh, but Haley, uh, take us back now almost a year when you were about to graduate from college. At this point, uh, we had not met. So just take us back, tell us a little bit about that uh, um, and what you were thinking. Get deeper into that as far as like what you were thinking that you were about to approach graduation or in this pandemic. And obviously you're worried about finding a job. Yeah, it was definitely really nerve wracking. I mean, like if I think all the way back to high school, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to take classes that I like really want to do. And I'm going to like learn all these things um, that pertain to, you know, my field, which is like editing obviously i love i love editing that's where we're going with this um but by the senior year we've got this pandemic that pops up and then all of a sudden we're not in classes anymore and i'm i'm home and i'm not on campus i'm not around any of my friends the only time i see them is like in a tiny little zoom square for three hours a day on mondays you know um so it was just like really strange, um, not like whispering to each other in a classroom, kind of like having to type in like the, the Zoom DMs to each other, like, oh, I didn't like that shot or like, you know, when we're reviewing people's films um, and then just like figuring out that like what I what might well like with your help eventually we figured out like the next step was going to be to try to find a post-production assistant job and then um also just like thinking about that and thinking that's a very in-person kind of thing that i would need to do and nobody's in person and it, it was just like scary you know you're just like i need to do a job where i'm learning from people but nobody's around each other 
And yeah, I was definitely like freaked out. <laughs> I mean, at that time, though, when you say you were getting ready to graduate and you were like, well, I need to go out there and find a job. I mean, what was going to be your say? What, did you have a plan of how <laughs> no. you were going to go about finding a job in, in, in post-production? No, I was like, what do I do? Like, I honestly was like, oh, well, let's just let's just hope I can turn in my thesis and hope that I graduate and then... I, then we had our little like online graduation where <laughs> we toasted to the TV screen. And like, then I was like, okay, now what? Like, it really was just like, there was just nothing. And I was like, it was, it was nice for a minute. Cause it was like a breath, like you could breathe and you were like, I don't have school anymore. I don't ever have to take a test again. Like I wasn't planning on trying to get a master's degree. So I was just kind of like, nope, no more school for me. Like I'm good. And I had like this week where I was like, oh, this is nice. Like I'm doing nothing. But then it started turning into like a panic where I was like, okay, I'm doing nothing. Like what, <laughs> what do I do? Um, and that's when my mom actually was like, Haley, you need to talk to this guy, Joaquin. You need to send him an email. He wanted to do a mentoring program. He's trying to set up his mentoring program. And I was like, mom, stop. Like, I don't know, maybe. And so I think she actually filled out the application for me. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But she never like sent it to me. I think I sat in her bed in like at 9 a.m. one morning and we were doing nothing and she was like asking me all the questions that were on it and I was like answering and she was typing them out for me <laughs> yeah I know I mean I remember yes definitely I think I I talked to her mom more <laughs> yeah. you know during that time then you know I, we just met I think on the on the probably the first day of the first session but up to that point I think I was talking to her mom the whole time <laughs> Yeah. Were you aware, say, of what mentoring was or did you ever think of having a mentor? Did that concept or that idea ever come to you, say, at, uh, at any time, say, during college or even before that? Not really. I mean, I had like I had one internship where my boss was like really cool. So I'd often like ask him questions, but I never like thought that you could just have someone who would like solely help you and not have to like, and like other people, like, cause you have other, other people that you help out, which is great. Um, but it felt like, like I never knew that you could have someone that was like just there to help you. And it was like, just, just like this guidance that I've none of my, I mean, like I had a cool professor, Sally, um, Sally Rubin, great lady. <laughs> um, and she, she was, kind of like maybe my first mentor but that was a very she's um a documentarian and just everything was kind of documentary with her it was like make your resume documentary like styled and no one really got that I just like didn't want to do documentaries anymore because that was actually my major it was um news and documentary with my emphasis in documentary um but then I started like realizing that I really loved editing and wanted to do that. So yeah, there just, there, there was never like the thought that I could have just had 
like a mentor that was like, what do you want to do? And let me help you with that. So we eventually do start working together. And I mean, certainly a lot of the stuff that we talked about, I'd say the majority of it was about networking and relationship building. I mean, I know that we got into, I showed you some stuff on the Avid, you know, but it was really, really about like, hey, let's look at your resume. We're going to, we went through that, I mean, multiple times, really fine tune it, uh, you know, doing outreach emails, how to communicate. And not only simply just outreach emails, but just outreach communication, right? Because we also focus a lot on Facebook, which I certainly talk a lot about you know, that it's not just about sending emails, it's just simply communication. And that can be through social media. Yeah. One thing that I noticed, I remember like from our first session, I remember just that you had a really positive attitude. Like it was someone that right away you just like, oh, yeah, she's great. Like I want, she's chill. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to. And you certainly, you talked to talk, like you had to, you, when we talked about editing, I mean, you just, it, it, it was clear that you, you knew a lot about about it and you had a desire to be an editor like i could tell that like right away thank you yeah and so i'm like all right like i mean this is someone that is really just has the right attitude and that drive that ambition so initially did you know about say doing outreach emails and and relationship building was that something that you were aware of um i'd heard about like everyone always throws the word networking out there but I didn't like know specifically what networking was. Like I kind of just thought it was, Oh, go to like your career fair and network, like talk to people, I guess. Um, I had heard of like cold emailing, but just really had no idea how to do that the right way without sounding like weird. Like, I don't know how I would be if I got an email from someone that was like, Hey, can you like tell me what you know about things? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was like, I felt nervous about it, but um, you definitely helped me like work on that. Um, Just like developing kind of like a base. I remember you had me just send you like a couple of rough cold emails and we're like, what would you think that you need to write? And then you kind of helped me get like a like a skeleton almost where it was like, here's what you want to talk about and like fill in the blanks with like who you're asking, do your research on the people. That was one thing that helped was um, like, like reaching out to people whose shows I actually watch, not just reaching out to like anyone. So at the time, my favorite show was Once Upon a Time. So like, and then I also didn't realize that multiple people edit different episodes. Um, Like a lot of learning stuff there for me just with like that word networking, you know, um, I learned that like this guy didn't edit all the episodes once on a time, there's different editors. So then figuring out which episodes I like were my favorites and then finding like an editing technique in there or something. And then branching out about that and being like, Hey, like, how did you do this when you're emailing them? Um, and then I had no idea there were social media, like, Facebook groups just for editors. Um, I think you had me go to the blue collar post collective. Um, and that was a really great one. Lots of people just asking questions and giving answers on there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, those were all new things to me. 
to add on to networking. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's not just about networking. And I, I'm glad you bring that up because that's something that I realized also when I got to LA. I mean, this was not so long ago because I always had this idea of networking that is just, you go say when you could go to a mixer, right? And you just kind of go there and you hand out business cards, uh, if anyone knows what that is anymore. Uh, but, but you know, that was kind of my idea of networking. And it wasn't until I realized, wait a minute, like the way to do it is to really build relationships, right? It's like, it, and this can take time and really say, do get to know a person and get a person, get to know you, maybe uh, connect on similar interests. So it, it's, it's deeper than that. It's just simply going to say a meeting or a mixer and, and just talking to someone for five minutes, right? And you can't even hear their name and nothing, you don't know anything about them. Yeah. Besides the networking, also, you got some kind of insight into how this industry works, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even talking about, let's say you learn, I mean, you just didn't know how that, you know, say editors worked on multiple episodes or, or there was multiple editors on a show. I mean, so many other things that just you learned about how this industry functions. Yeah, because they don't, they don't teach you that in school. Like they teach you here's ISO on a camera and here's how to change the F-stop and what does that do? And here's an editing technique. It's called a J-cut. It's when you put <laughs> video over audio before the audio, or, you know, like, but they're never like, hey, when you go to find a job, like, here's what you need to know, you know, like stuff that maybe they should be teaching you. Um, yeah, so it was definitely like, it felt, like I had learned more in like the first couple sessions that I did in like all four years of college, because it was actual stuff that would help me find people who could help and find jobs and find people who could help find jobs. (laughs) Um, And not just like techniques and things, which is something that I think schools, I mean, we tried to get, um, our school to develop a class for us that would be um, career kind of help. But they were just like, oh, just go to the Career Resource Center. And we're like, no, but you need to, like, there. this is an industry. Like, there's a way it works that nobody really knows unless you're in it, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of this stuff, well, most of it, it's like they don't teach you this in school. You only learn about this stuff uh, by, by living through it, experiencing this stuff. I mean, even, you know, I, I get me as, say, editing, it's like things that, you know, sure, I've heard from other friends, uh, my mentors, right? And you just got to jump in the fire. You got to live this stuff. <laughs> Sorry. We have another we have another guest. <laughs> she's she's um hungry. Tiny little thing and she is the most like she thinks she's so much bigger than she is. <laughs> Nine pounds. Like, oh wow. It's like I uh, I rule this house. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, I I gotta say though, I think when we started working together, I, I realized you were getting say responses from editors and assistants pretty quickly and like post supervisors. And again, I personally think that you just have this attitude and something about you that is just, you know, it's, it's just a pleasure really talking with you. I think you, you just have this very positive energy that you bring out. Thank you. I mean, it's easy when you're excited about something to talk about it and want to learn more. Like I really love just learning about editing and I love watching shows and being like, Oh, I got to know how they made that. Like, so it's just, it's easy to be, you know, like friendly and talkative, especially when someone else is willing to talk to you and help you. Like they're willing to give you their insider advice. Like 
of course I'm going to be all excited to learn that. Exactly. No, because it's, it's like, and that's the thing when we first, like, again, when we first talked, it's like right away you were just speaking that language and you just had a clearly, in, even through just Zoom, I could tell that you just had a desire to learn and say, hey, you know what? I, I, I want to know from you. How, I want to get here and you've done it. And so show me the way, right? And, and that's the thing. I think we it's important to have that attitude uh, because people, the right people will pick up on it. Yeah, thank you. So we started working, obviously, we went through your resume, writing a lot of uh, uh, you know cold uh, outreach emails and, and just simply communication and told you how to research, do research on people uh, so you can write an engaging message. Yeah. Uh, I remember one thing, though. We went through your resume, and I, I saw that you you started the women's golf club at your university. I was one of the founding member, members for Chapman's women's golf team. They actually didn't have a women's team. Yeah. So I, I saw that on your resume because I, I I always said in fact on my resume I would have a section that I would put like say other interests right and I would put what my other interests were so whatever had nothing to do with editing like it was say hiking or you know photography cooking whatever and when I saw that on your resume I'm like I'm like you need to include this because there's a lot of people in this industry that like golf yeah and I said, you need to have this in there because it'll say a lot about you. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, you can tell us that one time you met this person, I think it was a, it was a post-supervisor, uh, you send him your resume and he came at you with one question. Yeah. He wrote back and just he, I was really confused because I actually couldn't tell if he was talking about golf or if I just didn't understand the question. But he was like, okay, so what do you prefer? And I think it was like, Callaway or like some other club, like golf club brand. These are golf club Callaway and like, um, Cobra. Uh, and yeah, I think that's what it was actually Callaway or Cobra. And I had to like, I asked you, I was like, you think he's talking about golf clubs? Like, cause he didn't mention it at all. Like anywhere else in the email, which is like, okay, but I have one question. And I was just like, um, Okay, so I, I ended up saying Cobra because I have Cobra clubs and that's just like what I've always used um, since like high school, I think. And um, yeah, it was just really funny because I was like so confused about it. And then it was it was it was really funny. Yeah, just to be asked about golf. I've never been asked about golf before. But by the way, was he did he agree with you? Oh, yeah, I think he was like, okay, good choice. Good choice. Like, <laughs> so it's like two for two. First of all, like you connected. That's the thing you connected with golf. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. look, I got it. I mean, that's what got his attention. Right. Right. So he shared similar interests. And then a bonus, obviously, is that you agreed both on the right. same right, right. But I'm saying, but the wrong one. But that's the thing. It's like you know, it's it, this idea of connecting with people, and a lot of it has to do with with sharing, you know, interests, whether it be whatever golf or you know, like I said, you know, photography or I don't know, traveling, whatever. But that's something that I always that I've learned is. Is just simply building relationships. Now, if if you can connect with someone, that's great, and usually that's how it happens. Uh, but the bottom line is this idea of establishing uh, relationships and developing them, staying in touch. It's just you have to stay with it. And obviously, then he was able to offer you a job. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> your first job. 
in the industry I, as, a, as, a, as a PA. It was in LA. Obviously, then now you had to move to LA. Yeah, that was kind of wild. I did actually commute from like Orange County. That's right. That's right. The first like month or so, two months. For two months, I was driving like forever to go to work and they actually didn't know that I was commuting. They thought I lived in LA and I was, they were like, Hey, can you go to the office real quick? And I'm like, sure. It'll just take an hour. Just give me a minute. <laughs> but you, I mean, you, you had to drive, right? You're like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted my foot in the door. I was like, I'm going to take whatever I'm offered. Like I can't, I mean, when you're in a pandemic, and you fresh out of college and nobody's working, you can't be picky with what is like given to you unless it's like something completely like unrelated, like if you really just don't want to do, but like, yeah, if it was something, it was something in the industry and there was potential for it to turn into a post PA position, which is what we had talked about um, would be like a great learning job for me to like, learn everything um under an AE and then yeah like it was just it was something that related and I was like a job opportunity no one else has work give me <laughs> give give to me <laughs> <laughs> exactly I mean I, I I didn't know anyone that honestly at that time that was working besides you oh what you know it was it was right in the, I mean it, I mean it was it was in the, right in the middle of it right I think it was the summer around there where we realized uh all right this is gonna <laughs> there's no end in sight I think we're in this for a long haul uh, yeah. and you're like yeah I'm working and I'm like wow that's I mean that's just awesome I felt I mean I just remember that feeling I was like wow man she did it like that's great yeah it I definitely didn't think like at the time I was so, I mean, I'm still so grateful that, um, my mom found you <laughs> cause yeah, dude, I was, it was really like what you told me to do that got me like where I needed, like who I needed to be writing and yeah, just like you really helped. <laughs> like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today probably like, um, switching jobs now. <laughs> You know, if it weren't for your help. Well, I mean, hey, but you, you know, uh, you, you put in that work and I, I, I mean, you, you know, you were doing that, uh, you know, commute, uh, from Orange County and, you know, I remember you, I think you said, I should, you think I can do it from San Diego? I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's rough. At least Orange, at, at least Orange County. Right. Yeah, I don't remember being like, oh yeah, I could drive two hours a day for work. No problem. <laughs> I was like, hey, easy, easy. I know you want it. But I'm like, hey, take it easy. Like that's, that's a little bit too much. Uh, yeah. but, but no, I mean, like, you, you're the one that did the work. And that's in the end. That's what it involves. It, it, that's what it takes. It it is work. Yeah. And that's what I tell people is that you know, especially the earlier part of your career, you know, you, you got to push yourself. Oh yeah. Right. Um. And you're probably not going to be doing the most glamorous job. And you know, it's you got to start from the bottom, right? And that's what it is. We all do it, right? Most of us do it. And that, but that's the way to learn. It's I think it's Definitely. really learn how everything works. So I want to hear from you now. Like, what has your experience been like? Say working in post production as a PA and living in LA. Just want to hear about that. Yeah. So I didn't actually get to do a ton of post production work. A lot of it was because it was a PA job. It was um, so during production, I was doing a lot of like driving equipment around. Um, 
which was kind of nice because just moving to LA, I didn't understand the streets. I didn't understand the freeway on ramps. They're very confusing. Um, so it, it actually helped me kind of like learn the area having to drive around as a PA. Um, and then it was kind of a cool experience because people weren't allowed to be in the office. So when I had to be in the office, it was like, I had it to myself. I could just like walk around. I could eat my lunch wherever I wanted in the office. Um, and then they, cause what I really had to do though, like I had the PA job and I knew that I wanted to go into post PAing and there was some talks about like, Oh, once production's over, you'll become the post PA. So I really had to work on like talking with the bosses and saying like, Hey, like this is what I want to do. Or like one time I got to drive, my boss from somewhere like I don't know for some reason I was driving her around and so we got the I took that opportunity to talk about it like this is what I want to do like I want to go into editing so it was definitely like in their mind and I think that was a huge thing that helped get some of the post PA stuff because once production ended I I was still kind of PAing um I wasn't doing a ton of posts but I got to like work on like all their hard drives um that they had done on previous shows so i got to like organize that and kind of just for their company um and then i did like lto tapes that was a huge thing (laughs) for me um i did all the lto tapes um just like copying that stuff over monitoring it labeling it and everything um but yeah, it's been kind of a wild ride. Like LA is very different, um, especially during a pandemic. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know, dude. It, it was just kind of like you just like started doing it. Like at first I was confused and I was like, oh, what if I'm doing it wrong? But then it was just like, oh, like just just do it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of. You just got to jump in, right? Yeah. Yeah, you really do. Uh, and that's the thing also is that, you know, b- say moving to L.A. And, and working in this industry, I mean, there's just so many new things. It's, and, it, and it's, uh, you know, I talked a lot about, say, you know, what? yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a different life, different way of doing things, different experience of like being in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and working in the industry, right? It's like I, a lot of this stuff. I mean, certainly you just out of college. Right. I mean, right. I mean, look, even when I got moved to L.A., I mean, I had been doing I had been working, you know, for 15 years or whatever. But even moving to L.A. at that time, at that point in my career, it was a kind of bit of a shock. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you have to learn, like just about L.A. in general, like driving etiquette, like people drive differently up here. So you have to learn how to with that and then like grocery store etiquette and then just like as my first job in the industry learning how to talk to like the proper way to talk to people or email people like you don't want to piss this guy off but you need to get answers from this guy and like so it was just a lot of like almost like a cultural kind of like the LA culture and vibe like you had to learn who you were, your place, and then also your place in the industry. So it was just, it was a lot all at once, kind of. But I feel like, I feel like I handled it. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it well. You're handling it really well. I mean, obviously, we... <laughs> no, and you know, the thing is, like, you know, we, we obviously, we, you know, you and I stay in touch. Yeah. I mean, we talk every once in a while, and, and you hit me up uh, for sometimes for advice. Yeah, 
I definitely reach out when I'm like, so just like, what, what am I doing? (laughs) And you're always there to help. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, but that's the idea of having a mentor, right? I'm not just only speaking about me being a mentor because I have my own mentors. I still at this moment have my own mentors, people that I look out to, to, for help and advice, right? I'm still navigating these waters. And honestly, like, I don't think it ends. You know, it's an ongoing process uh, of, of, of navigating this career. And so, but it's, it's important to have, to have those mentors, to have those people that we can talk to during those times where, say, you know, we need to make certain decisions and kind of just, it's unclear to us what's the best thing for us. You know, we need that outside kind of perspective, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, someone who can maybe see something that we're not seeing. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, certainly recently you've... Um, it came across a point where you're like, hey, I need to make a decision, right? Even because I think it's important. One thing that I don't think I did earlier in my career is, is really analyzing uh, opportunities and what it meant, really navigating my career. Like I think I initially, you know, back in the day was just taking work just to, just to work and make money, right? And not saying, hey, like if I go this way, maybe it'll, you know, lead me to where I want to be or you know what, saying I can't do this anymore. Uh, this job is not giving me what I want anymore and, and making that decision to move on. I keep talk about, say, a recent experience where you said, hey, you know what, this job, and I'm very grateful for it, but it's just not taking me where I want to be. Yeah. So it was really tough because this being my first job, this PA job, I just was like, oh, like just so grateful for the people to have hired me. And I just felt like, like I owed them to keep working for them. But like with them knowing that I wanted to go into editing, I wasn't getting like that work. Like it, it just never kind of went into the post direction. And I kept trying to like, I was like, is there post stuff I can do, you know? And it, it just wasn't panning out the way I wanted. And it was starting to move actually further away from post and more into like admin stuff. And I was just realizing like, this isn't what I want to do anymore. Like this was like, I was so grateful for the opportunity, but after a point I was just like, this, this isn't helping me anymore. Um, but that made me feel so like, I felt this weird, like guilt of, well, these were like, these people hired me, like they took a chance and they hired me in a pandemic. And this was like my first job, but, um, I, I ended up having to quit. And that was just like a really tough thing for me. Like it took me like a week to just like, figure out how to say it and like put in my two weeks, which was another thing. I was like, how do you quit a job in this industry? Cause I thought <laughs> it was just a contract and then the contract would end and you didn't have to worry about all that like emotional drama of being like, Hey guys, um, can I leave? Like, so yeah, it was, it was a lot to just, um, cause it just kept getting extended and extended and it was just like, moving further and further away from production and more into like sit at your computer and type out these documents. And I was just like, this, this isn't like anything that I want to do. Um, so yeah, I left, but I, um, just through networking, I had already like heard of some other jobs that were coming up. So I knew that there was going to be like potential opportunities for me leaving. So that was a huge helping factor in like getting the confidence to leave this job. Um, 
So that's where I'm at right now is kind of just like waiting for, I do, I've secured another job already. It's only been like two weeks since I left. Nice. Um, so yeah, so it's just that networking, having people out there who are looking out for you. Cause when you're constantly emailing them and stuff, they're like, Hey, like, e-, like I had one lady who's like, email me when this ends and I'll see if I have anything for you. And a lot of people are like, yeah, send me your resume like right now. Um, so yeah, that's, that was definitely like quitting the job was super emotional and difficult because I just felt so attached to it. Like just, I don't know. Well, that's, that's the thing. It, it, it requires courage. Yeah. Right. To, to take, make these bold decisions. Yeah. But it's important to do them because you need to, we all need to look out for ourselves and our interests are, are, and, and focus on our goals. Where do we want to be and what is it going to take to get there? Uh, so I, I definitely congratulate you for, for making that decision. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, I just was like, I want to go on it. Like, I don't, I understand that there's sometimes jobs that you have to take that maybe aren't in like the perfect direction that you want to go. But there was a point where I was like, just getting overwhelmed by the type of work that I was doing. And it was like, it, there were so many different factors that were telling me that I needed to end, but I was just so like overwhelmed with like this guilt of leaving these people. But eventually you just have to be like, okay, is this even healthy for me at this point to like, just feel these emotions? Cause you really have to think about like your mental health. I think in this industry, especially right now, when all we're doing is sitting and like talking through our computers and we're not getting like the release of having a conversation with someone in person, face to face in a cafe outside in the sun or something like that, you know? So yeah, huge, huge, uh, maturing point for me, I would say. No, that's good. And it's, and so early on in your career, you're living these experiences and making these decisions. The one guy that I've been like working with since the, like one of the very first contacts I made was even like, you're too young to be dealing with this right now. Like, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's a good thing. I mean, you have great things uh, coming your way. I mean, I always told you you're going to do great in this industry. Thank you. Haley, uh, obviously, you want to be respectful of your time. I want you to uh, enjoy enjoy your, your Saturday. I can talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good because we also get to catch up. So this is great. Yeah. But now having... I mean, almost, like I said, a year since you've been out of school, uh, you went through my mentorship program, you have got a job in LA, moved to LA, you now are getting jobs left and right, like, and you're on a roll, <laughs> like, I, you don't need me anymore, I need you, I need your advice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what advice can you share now, say, to someone that is, is in your position, or is in the position that you were a year ago, say, graduating from college, in a pandemic, because we're still in it. And that's wanting to look for a job that's not even in LA. Right. What advice can you give a person that was uh, that's in the situation that you were a year ago? Um, hire Joaquin Elizondo. <laughs> <laughs> Get everything you can out of him. No, um, that. But also, <laughs> one of the biggest like learning curves for me starting working with you was just like that accountability. And I think that's like if I could pass on one thing to graduating students because I it's been a year in a pandemic graduated and I still feel like I, my last class was two weeks ago like <laughs> but I would say accountability is the biggest thing because we're so used to if I'm like talking 
to graduated students right now, or just like people in school. We're so used to having a, a professor like give us deadlines and give us work. And like, we're so used to just being given the work that the minute no one's telling us what to do anymore after college, you're just, you feel like lost. Like there's no one being like, okay, now you need to email these people. Unless it's like your parents. Like, of course my mom was always like, you need to reach out to all these people. And like, you don't want to do it when your parents are telling you, but like, I'm, I'm like a huge person that's like, oh, I need to email these people. I'll do it. I'll do it this weekend. I'll do it tomorrow. And I just like never do it. But having you there to just be like, all right, I want you to email like 10 people by next week. Like, come back and tell me what you did. It was it was nice to have that because then it was like, I have to do this or else like he'll get mad at me or something. (laughs) Like. I need to make sure like I'm doing what he's telling me to do. Like, I don't want to waste his time. And so if you're able to like do that on your own without a mentor, I definitely recommend like getting a mentor if you feel lost. Cause it just, it just really like gives you that um, direction of like, okay, here's my next step. Here's my next step. Cause we're so used to like, okay, I, I finished freshman year. Next is sophomore year. Next is junior, you know? And you're just always in this, like what's the next step. And then once you're done, there are no more steps. It's just you. Um, so just like, just kind of forcing yourself, like send those emails, like reach out to those people. It's not going to happen if you don't like, if I didn't post on Facebook, if I really, if I hadn't put that one post that was like, Hey, I'm Haley and I'm new to this Facebook group. Like, let me know if I can ask you any questions. If I hadn't posted that one post, I wouldn't have gotten my job. That post was how I got this job because one guy wrote back and, well, do you want me to tell the story? I'll try to make it short. One guy wrote back and was like, you're never going to make it. Another guy commented That's right. back. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, this guy literally wrote this crazy post back to me and was like, you're never going to make it like go film wedding videos. And I was just like, Okay. Like I just ignored it. And then like the next day, all of these people posted, send me a resume, send me a resume, send, don't listen to this guy. And this one guy was like, send me a resume right now. He DM'd me and I did. And he's who got me my job. And he's also who got me this next job. So like, you just have to reach out. You just have to do it. You know, like <laughs> who's the guy then just do it. Make your dreams come true. That and also, and like, and this is what I tell people, it, uh, uh, all the time is put yourself out there, right? And that simply that simply means just making a post on Facebook. Have your name pop up on the feed, like, yep, <laughs> exactly. And it's these little things, right? Uh, that maybe we don't process, think about, but it is important that the the idea is that you're putting yourself out there. You're letting people know who you are and what you're trying to do. And I understand that could be sometimes intimidating we don't want to do that but it's very important to get over that yes and say i need to put myself out there not just on facebook but in general in our careers we need to really tell people what we want to do yeah where we want to go and that's the only way people are gonna say hey you know what i can take you there but because if you don't do it 
if you are the quiet one or you're, you're shy or whatever, no one's ever going to know. And I'm a very shy person. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't know it. I would never know. I would never think. I am like, if you put me in a room of people, I'll just sit there and nervously go like, okay, wait, what question should I ask to start a conversation? Like, like I'll just overthink things and I'll just be so shy. So it's really, you just got to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. But like, if you want it, you got to work for it. Like, go and get it. You can't just sit around. Nothing's just going to happen for you. You have to put the work in. Make your own luck. I don't know where I heard that. It's like a big, famous person. I don't know who, but they said you make your own luck. And that is like the biggest thing ever. I totally agree. And uh, again, I just I love hearing you talk because I, I just that's why I think we connect. They just have the great attitude. And it's just awesome uh, to see that you're just doing so well. And I know you're going to keep keep doing great. You're going to do uh, very well in this industry. And anyone out there, definitely hire Haley. <laughs> Please. You will not be disappointed. I'm a nice person. <laughs> Although she's probably entertaining like multiple job offers at this moment. So you'd be lucky to, to get her on your gig. But uh, you will not be uh, let down by Haley Bentley. <laughs> Thank you. Haley, thanks again for are doing this. It was great to simply, like I said, catching up, chatting with you. I think we could chat for uh, way longer. Also, how, how are the avocados doing? Everyone, uh, Haley's family has the best avocados. Bentley Avocado Farm. <laughs> They're delicious. Trust me. Yes. Haley, uh, thanks again. Uh, best of luck to you. I, I mean, I know you're going to do great, but uh, hang in there with LA. I get it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and just wish you the best. Have an excellent Saturday. Oh, thank you so much. You too. Isn't she great? That was Haley Bentley, my first ever mentee of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program. I'm just so proud of her and what she has accomplished this last year. And I'm so impressed by the bold decisions that she's made at such an early point in her career. If you or anyone you know is interested in being mentored, head over to HollywoodEditingMentor.com for more information on my Hollywood Editing Mentor Program. You can also stay in touch with me by signing up for the Hollywood Editing Mentor email newsletter. Thanks again for listening to episode 18 of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and share this episode with any students or recent college grads that are interested in pursuing a career in film and TV editing. My name is Joaquin Elizondo, the creator of the Hollywood Editing Mentor Program. Stay safe, stay positive. Stay positive.